Lock us in. Load us in. Pop in that A-track. Spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new Friday show, the Star Wars Time Show. Yes, lots of shows right there, but who gives a fuck? It's Star Wars Time, and we all know there's always time for Star Wars Time. And if there isn't, you're living life the wrong way. It's Matt, it's Nick, it's Pete. He's sitting behind me. He's, he's kind of like a parrot. He's almost on my shoulder. Hardy hard, matey. <laughs> kind of like that. But we're here. We're ready to talk all things Star Wars news because that's what we do on the Friday show. Remember, if you're new, our special topics cast usually goes down on Tuesday, releases Wednesday. That's where we kind of zero in on one topic. But our Friday show, that's our bread and butter. That's where we get nuts. That's where we cover our fandom segment. That's where we talk about Star Wars artists in the IG community. That's where we talk about new toys coming out. New this coming out. Galaxy's Edge shit. You never know what's going to happen in fandom. But then we'll go on and we'll dig into the new and important Star Wars news that has released throughout the week. So, welcome to Star Wars Time, the Friday show. Alright, buddy. You know how we usually do right here at the beginning of the Friday show. And that's to go through and to appreciate, to gush over, to recognize... Some of the uh, fantastic Star Wars artists we come across and we share throughout the week on our Instagram account, which, by the way, has cleared 500 followers. So thank you to all of you that have followed, paid attention, come along, got in on the fun using the hashtag Star Wars Time Show or just adding Star Wars Time Show. We appreciate it. We see it. We try to respond to everything you leave on our IG because, honestly, that's where we get the most interaction. So, Oh, yeah. If you want to be in our good graces, just come at us through IG. In all honesty, come at us through any of our platforms because, by the way, we added some new ones this week for you motherfuckers, right? <laughs> we, we've got some people bitching, hey, you're not on Spotify. Guess what? We're on motherfucking Spotify now. We had some motherfuckers say, you know what? We like tune in. Guess what? We're on motherfucking tune in right now. So we are on every goddamn platform you could ever dream of using for a podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Android. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. We're on Spotify. And guess what? Just for fun, we also put this motherfucker on YouTube. So there's no excuses now. There's no excuses outside of saying, you know what? You guys just fucking suck. That's Which an is excuse. okay. Yeah, that's an excuse we'd accept. <laughs> Which is okay. But we're not gonna yeah. ex- we're not gonna accept. Oh well, you're not on a platform I can listen to. You know, we say that. Go fuck yourself. All We've right, taken over the internet. Yeah. We're, we're everywhere now. Get with it. Get with it. We just palpatine this bitch. We're all over the place. Our plan <laughs> is set in motion. We can see the future, and the future looks bright. But honestly, we need you to make that future come true. So let's go ahead and get into what we like to do, Nick. And that is kind of thanking, commemorating, uh, championing the Star Wars community that we're trying to cultivate on Instagram. And that's through the Star Wars toy photography and or Star Wars artist community. 
I do the shares throughout the week. Nick does a tough job in limiting those to just five. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm sharing them because I think they're awesome. So if it were up to me, we'd literally talk for the next two hours about the, the, the 50 or more shots that I shared throughout the week on IG at Star Wars Time Show. So Nick's the one that's got to take the, 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 the time. He's the one that's got to kind of beat up, beat himself up, maybe damage his soul a bit to limit these choices down to five. And that's what he's done once again. Give him, give him, a, give him a round of applause. If I could clap, I'd clap. Remember, I fucking broke my hand. I'll give myself a little round yeah, there of you applause. Go. Th- thanks to you, by the <laughs> way, that actually listened to our cast where I announced that I broke my hand like a fucking moron. I mean, I, I essentially Ben soloed myself. <laughs> I let I let the dark side overtake me. I let my rage overtake me. You know, Yoda was right. Fear, anger, hate. And now I'm suffering because I punched a fucking concrete wall and I got a boxer's fracture on my right hand, my dominant hand, so it's nearly impossible to type, to do anything, to wipe my ass, to jerk off, you name it. <laughs> it is a miserable life right now, but you know what? I'm fucking jacked. I'm happy. I can forget about it, not only because I've had a half gallon of beer, but because Nick and I are here doing the Friday show for Star Wars Time. So, Nick, let's go ahead and get right into our favorite segment of the week, and that is the IG Top 5. The IG Top 5 is where we make our money. I mean, we know that all you guys that make the Top 5, and even you know the guys that just get shared on the Star Wars Time Show Instagram, you listen in. You want to see us break down your shots. You want to see us give you all of the praise that you yeah. deserve. We know you and, guys and like we it. We know it. you guys like it. We, we've gotten enough feedback. We know you guys like this shit. And I have to say, you know, Matt was saying we crossed the 500 threshold. That's almost completely credit to you guys, credit to Matt. Matt has been the Instagram master here. I mean, obviously he has conquered the Instagram world with his own toy photography, and now he's bringing his... Conquered's a strong word, man. I'm not even, like, at 4,000 followers yet, so... Hey, hey, hey. But still, still, the things that you put out there are quality shots, and you knew how to build our fan base, and look at it. 500 yeah. organic followers. We didn't need any money I, for this. I'm definitely... We're, we're gaming the system a bit, but I'll tell you right now, we're, we're not just a... We're going to only share other people's art account. All right, that's one thing I want to distinguish here. Yes, I do poach some pretty fantastic art from fantastic artists that deserve to be shared. And yes, I know it's going to help us grow our audience. But in the end, we still put out original content every fucking day. We do. So I don't want to hear we're just some fucking sharing account or this other bullshit. We are supplementing our shares on IG with the fantastic work of the community, but I think we're also putting out our our own strong work. I mean, we, we do our separate casts, we do our, our special topics, we do our theory posts, our theory videos, and we try to cover as much important news as we can. So it is what it is. But Nick's right. In the end, I know what I'm doing on IG thanks to the toy photography community, which is a fantastic community it's one community that, for the most part, you're not going to get bullshit. You're going to get nothing but camaraderie. You're going to get support. You're going to get encouragement. It's very unlike most social media communities these days, but I get it. I mean, we are cheating a little bit, but in the end, it's because we love Star Wars art. 
I personally love the art of Star Wars toy photography, but I also just love Star Wars art in general. So that's why we do what we do. All right, yeah. Nick, l- let's go ahead. Start it off. Top five. Number one, go into one of the, the OG. Pro- I think yeah. Black Series here has been in our top five. I think one of the first two weeks that yeah. we started doing the top five. He, I mean, dude, he's one of my personal, probably personal top five, top three artists out there. Yeah, I mean, the guy is an absolute master of toy photography, and he brought a Grievous shot this week that was just out of this world. I mean, there's fire on the shot. There's fire in my heart. Like, this is prop. This doesn't even look like a toy to me. Like this yeah. shot of Grievous. So if you if you think about episode three and you think about the fight scene between Grievous and Obi Wan Kenobi, when Grievous starts to spin his sabers and they hit the ground and they cut the ground up, you see all this fire and all the you know the the metal of the ground on Utapau start to to melt. It's a scene recreation from there, and it looks this looks more menacing than the actual shot from the movie. Like yeah. this was right. such a fantastic shot by Black Series here. The the way that he used, you know, the the particle effects, the 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 fire, the effects on the lightsabers, the motion blur on the hands of Grievous and it, just dude, the it's, smoke. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. And this is why I, I love Zay. It's because the guy not only is an expert at practical effects, but he's probably one of the best I've seen at post-processing through Photoshop. Uh, I, I would have to imagine everything in this shot outside of the haze is added in post. Wow. That's so impressive. all the sparks... Uh, the the lightsaber slashes on the floor. That's all like hand painted with Photoshop brushes. Uh, he's probably bringing in other images and blending them differently to make them look like they're a part of the scene. Uh, but the, the, I'm telling you right now, he he he's not lighting off fireworks in this shot. Th- this is all digitally enhanced outside of the smoke because I know Zay's a big atmosphere aerosol guy, so I guarantee where that's coming from. But as you said, just even the uh, the the work on the on the lightsabers, in particular the top ones, to simulate the spinning, mm-hmm. like doing that fan effect, that's brilliant. Uh, the other lightsabers are static. They're slashed on the floor. Again, brilliant effects. The painting of the slashes on the floor, brilliant. I mean, that's what Zay does. Like I said, he brings not only top-notch practicality, but also the digital side, which to me, I fucking hate. I hate post-processing because I fucking hate Photoshop. I don't even use it. I use Infinity for iPad because it slightly makes more sense to me. But I still... (laughs) Don't even know how to tap the full power of these digital editing software suites because for some reason, Nick, and I am a computer science guy. I mean, yep. I, I literally, I'm a almost full professor in computer science. These fucking graphic editing software suites make no sense to me. Yeah, I, 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 I all I understand is layers. Outside of that, when you're getting into the layer mass, this sub mass, that. Layer mass, fucking mass, this mass, that mass. I'm like, go fuck your mask. All right? That's all I can think about. So that's why I'll never quite be able to produce this type of shit because you you not only know have to, you, have, you, you have to be able to pose, you have to be able to do the practical, but you also have to knock out the park on the fucking post-processing because, dude, I mean, the, the spinning effect, the motion blur on his hands, that's all post. 
the sabers all post. And like I said, all the uh, crackles and sparks and floor rips all post. I mean, it's a beautiful shot all around. Like, I, I know we featured a Grievous shot previously, and I said at oh, that this, time yeah, that this, we really... This wins it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't see too many Grievous shots, but stuff like this from Black Series from Zay, stuff like the other shot that we shared a few weeks ago, this is why Grievous should be brought back in and, and featured more in, in, in toy photography, and especially in, you know, these yeah. action-packed kind I, of pictures. I need to break mine out, but... At this point, seeing this, I just go, what's the point? Yeah, and I mean, like, I literally, I just bought this fucking figure maybe three weeks ago. I don't want to shoot it now because of this shot. And ah, really, you know, this, this for those of you that are in the know, I mean, this is part of the C3P Bros JSI hashtag series, which it's it's Zay at Black Series. Jason at work more or less and Spencer at Swit Picks. Every week they, they pick a theme, like a character theme, and they all cook up their own shots. And uh, I mean, I shared all three because usually when these guys do their, their C3P bro shot, they are they warrant a share. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, we probably couldn't put all of their shots in there, both work more or less and Swit Picks. But Zay's definitely was the standout this week. Yeah, you know, I was... Uh, I mean, Work I More or Less pro. was fantastic. Swit did a great portrait, but uh, to me, Zay was the first one that caught my eye, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. I believe my personal comment on this from my Haywood Pop was, holy F. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely... I, I did see all three, and they were all three fantastic shots, and I was going to give the honorable mentions out to Swift Picks and totally, work more or less. Totally. I mean, because they, they, they could totally get on here. It's just It comes down to, are Nick and I just going to do a toy C3P photography bros. podcast, <laughs> or are we going to try to talk other Star Wars stuff? Yeah, so fantastic shot by Black Series yeah. at you guys own. Yeah. You guys yeah. own. Zay, congratulations, you win. Make sure to rub it in the faces of at work more or less and Swit Picks. In all seriousness, sure. we, we love all you guys. So yeah, we're just all fucking. fantastic. Shots. Jason, you know I'm fucking around. Spencer, it's cool. All right. <laughs> all right. Next up. Next up is another returning top oh, yeah. five member. Oh, yeah. Will Candy f- Toy Photography. And this is a fantastic. This is a Death Trooper shot. And what I really like about this is it's got like this paint, this like kind of paint splash going on in the background. But not only in the background, the paint colors are also mirrored in the eyes of the Death Trooper. That's the key. Yeah. And fantastic smoke effects in front. I mean, it's it's if you look at just the posing of the figure, the way that the smoke interacts with the figure and then also the, the color mirroring from the background to the eyes of the figure I just think that this is a really cool portrait style image. Will Candy Photography really caught my eye with with the colors and just everything going on in the picture. I just think that this was really fantastic. Also, another figure that we don't see too often. I, is, I love is this. This, this yeah. the, to me, this is. I, I'd say the Death and the Scarf Troopers are the coolest looking troopers to me personally, and they both come from Rogue One, which just goes to show you how yeah how great their their art design department was but uh as far as this shot goes it's kind of it's a complete opposite to black series because this is 100 percent digital yeah Uh, i would imagine will candy just took a shot of the trooper against a 
blank background and then layered in other uh, imagery. Uh, but the, the important thing here is that Will Candy does that without making it look like it's just a bunch of mishmash bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, this looks artistic to me. And as Nick said, I like how you get the blue wash and the, and the eye slit on the right side, but it's darker on the left side because the, the colors would be different. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's a cool shot. I mean, it, it's a, it's a portrait, you know, it's not yep. really an action shot. It's, it, you know, he's just kind of standing there, but I mean, yeah, you have a great looking figure. Uh, Death Trooper, they're, they're just badass. They got great helmets. They fantastic. The, the the black armor is awesome. Uh, this this guy's got the extra ammo pouches up there. He's got the shoulder pauldron going on, so he's like a commander, a captain, Death Trooper. But it, you know, it's just a, it's a pleasing looking shot, and that's all that matters. Definitely, definitely. So at Will Candy Toy Photography on Instagram, beautiful shot. Honestly. If this was like a, a purchasable image, I, I would probably hang this up somewhere. I just like the way that it looks. I like the way that the colors in the background interact with the colors of the Death Troopers, black armor, yeah. the smoke. I just think it's really cool. I think, yeah, it's you know, a very – arti- it's a very – yeah, you're right. It's a it's a very uh, poster-like artistic shot, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not it, – it is a slightly different than what we usually feature. I mean, a lot of the shots I, I, I zone in on are either – in the real world or like a full-on digirama with a dio i mean this is purely art art to me exactly this is artistic vision from will candy so using action figures which makes it even better yeah well played well played next up is another scene recreation and another returning top five this is the first time we've had three returning top five members here snapshot five the letter o one uh, with a beautiful episode three scene recreation using Obi-Wan Kenobi and also um, some, it looks like the, the figures that are used for the hologram All right, here. I'll give you some insights. I'll give you some insights. Yeah. You're 100% right. So I also have this Rots Kenobi on pre-order. Yep. And if you do get the deluxe version, you you those what you see there of Sidious and Vader, yep. th- those actually are like little miniature hologram deals. Okay, awesome. Yes, yeah, so you, you, you nailed it, buddy. You got it. Yeah, because it looks like, I mean, the way that the shot is recreated is almost perfect from what you see in the movie. So right. it's a fantastic job just staging the, the figures here by snapshot. And then it also looks like he put in a little bit of extra glow on those, uh, on the, the Sidious and the Anakin yeah, Vader characters. You're exactly right. And he definitely added a little, I, honestly, I don't even know that if this is a he. Um, Snapshot's profile pick is Alita. Yeah, Alita, Battle which Angel. Could could be a boy. You know, again, we're we're not into any of that nonsense that people get all worked up about. We could care less if you're a boy and you want to be a girl. If your girl wanted to be a boy, have at it. We don't care. I, I just sometimes I feel bad talking about these people not knowing That's their true. gender. Uh, so either way, Snapshot, boy or girl, it doesn't fucking matter, right? Yeah, all it matters is that this is a badass looking shot. Of, this is a beautiful shot of Rots Kenobi realizing that he has failed himself, Anakin, and the Jedi Order. Yeah, and one thing that I noticed from this shot too, just because it's such good quality from snapshot, is the 
the soft clothing on Kenobi is just absolutely insane. Like the the, yeah, the Jedi robes, like that's some crazy. These are those. Shit. These are those two hundred and fifty dollars plus Barbies we've been talking <laughs> about. I mean, like I said, I've got this guy on pre order, so Snapshot clearly has way more money than I do because I usually do payment plans and they come out when they come out. But uh, yeah, he, he's killer and. If you're a longtime fan of Star Wars Time Show, which I doubt many are, you know I don't like the prequels. <laughs> but I've now that uh, Obi is now my third or fourth prequel Hot Toys, so we're talking like almost a thousand dollars of prequel figures. So yeah, you make and, you make it what you want. I love Star Wars in the end. Yeah, and I mean, I, look. I just don't like how those goddamn movies were told. I, lo- <laughs> I love the characters. I love Ewan. I even like Hayden. I love Natalie. I love Jar Jar. I just didn't like the goddamn stories. And yeah, I mean, that's just everybody. I, I still got love my Star things. Wars. I, I'm not someone out here like, oh, Star Wars is ruined. My childhood is ruined. SJW, Disney, fuck. Women, fuck. People of color, shit. I that no. I just no time for that. I just don't like the narratives told in the prequels. It is what it is. I was born in the '80s. I'm gonna be an OT guy. Those of you born in the late '90s, I get it. Uh, we even got an article from Natalie this week saying, like, it did bum her out back in the day when people shit all over the prequels. But now she has realized, like, <coughs> even Ewan and Hayden, you know, there is a generation of fans that love the prequels. And, and Nick and I, we, we've seen that on Instagram. I've seen it. It's hard for me to understand. But I get it. I, I'm trying to reform myself and uh, not make you guys feel bad for liking the prequels. I mean, I, I still think they're hot garbage, but that's me. <laughs> that's me but what's not hot garbage is this shot though exactly fantastic shot right. there there were snapshot. good moments there are good moments in the prequels but the key word is moments moments not movies moments. not here movies. and there not movies moments here and there i was very close to, there was a scene recreation from aotc that almost made the top five. Oh yeah, I just shared that today didn't I? it was a fantastic it was yeah, it was yeah, one of the yeah, it was yeah, one of the yeah, more yeah. recent shares yeah yeah, yeah. um and the reason that I almost shared it is because it, it's probably one thing that I love in Star Wars video games and Star Wars everything else that, that's not the movies is people who use two lightsabers. Like yeah. people who, not a double bladed saber like Maul used, people who use two lightsabers. And we've never seen it in the movies. And that was the one time in any Star Wars movie that we ever got to see somebody use two right. sabers. Yep. And it only lasted 15 seconds, but still. Very cool. Yeah, because he fucking sucked at two sabers. Yeah, he got like an arm chopped off. Exactly. So anyway, yeah, you're right. I mean, the only other dual dual saber wielder we know is Ahsoka, Ayala. right? Is Ahsoka, and then Ayala Secura, I believe, at least in the game in in the original Battlefront two, when you played it as her in Heroes versus Villains. Had two sabers. Oh, I, that's bullshit then, because in yeah. Swago, she only has one. She only has and, one. And Swago, to me, is canon at this point. So. Yeah, so she she doesn't, she had it there, <laughs> but not in any, uh, you never saw her use two sabers, at least I don't think you did. To me, I, I, I mean, dude, hear me out, but to me, Ahsoka is the only true, dual, legit dual, dual wielder. wielder out there, right? Yeah, I mean, Anakin sure. did it just to be cocky. 
Yeah. And look what look point. look what happened. I mean, literally, as you said, he was dis literally disarmed within fifteen seconds. <laughs> yeah. So like, motherfucker pretty... just had his arm chopped off. Yeah, pretty sad. I mean, he knew he was outmatched by Dooku, so he's like, I gotta try something. Yeah, but and, but Ahsoka's uh, with that from day one, and she's getting him back in the Clone Wars Returns, which ugh. to me still doesn't make sense. But hey, we're we're ready to watch it. Yeah, for sure. All right, next up we have a new top five member. I love Chuba the name. Cookie. <laughs> Chuba, Chuba Cookie. Chuba Cookie. Chuba Cookie. So good. It almost sounds like a a, a flavor of weed. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, actually like not I, a bad I need, call. I need, you know, give me some of that chuba cookie. Yeah, if you go to your dealer, ask for that. I guarantee. If you anything, I I want a fucking legit cookie that looks like Chewbacca. Oh, I think that can be done. There's there's probably molds out there already that Chuba, you could do that with. Like chuba cookie. <laughs> oh, anyway, chuda. This shot here by Chuba Cookie comes with maul and it comes with a lot of menace what i love about this shot is 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 just the face like the way that he captured the the absolute you know menacing look on maul's face the positioning of the figure the way that you can see that he's in motion the his dual bladed saber held in his uh it would be his right hand but it's behind him i just like the way that this shot is set up because it feels like he's about to walk somebody down and slice them in half like i just love the way that everything was oh, built dude, here it's fantastic so the first thing i want to say here is i want to start doing dark light photography because uh, zay excels at it black series tube is doing it right here so essentially i mean th- these guys are shooting this in a dark setting, either outside or inside, then they're using artificial light to light it, which allows you to kind of get that pop in the mm-hmm. back, Nick, where you, where the atmosphere kind of pops and, and almost wraps around the figure to make him stand out. Yeah. This yeah, is that's something a- I, I, I have fucked around with recently. I, I've done some Thanos shots, mostly with just plain black, but I, I'm still using kind of a dio background. Uh, but this is something I want to get into more. The one thing I question here is in the in Chuba's original caption, he's listing this as a black series figure, and I just I don't think it is. I the the only black series mall I know that exists, he does not have. Yeah, maybe he does have. Yeah, I I, I think I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I didn't think Black Series Mall had a plain head. I thought he was hooded head only okay um but i could be wrong give me give me two seconds i'm gonna go look at my figure go ahead he's gonna he's gonna go check it out right now but yes i literally have one in box i got it from i got it from star wars celebration yeah i'm gonna be looking at that one so go ahead i'll be right i remember when you picked it up but yeah like matt was saying what really makes this shot pop is you have this light source coming from the right side of the image and it's a completely dark background it almost is reminiscent of uh, Darth Maul in the fight during Star Wars Clone Wars when he's approaching Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine. That fight happened at night. So seeing this, seeing the positioning of the figure, he's clearly walking, staring at a target. It almost makes makes me think of that moment from Clone Wars when he comes out in the darkness of Tatooine uh, to right, confront Obi-Wan right. Kenobi. So I, unfortunately, I'm still undecided here. <laughs> you can't because tell the the celebration 19 definitely does not come with a second head but for some reason in the back of my mind i still feel like the original release did all right 
Either way, it, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. E- even if it is the SH Figure Arts Mall, which to me it looks like it is. The point is, it's a damn great picture of Darth Maul. Absolutely. Like, like I, I want everyone to say, I'm not sitting here trying to bust Chuba's balls over misidentifying it. It could very well be the Black Series. And when I look at the knee joints, it does look like Black Series. I just I can't remember if the original Maul came with a plain head. Because uh, I can tell you right now, the the, the Hasbro yeah the Hasbro one that you could just get now in the old school TPM packaging definitely does not come with a bonus head. So yeah, yeah, I remember you picking that up at, at Celebration. Yeah, and it did not. Look either like way, it's fantastic. Really. I mean, Maul always will be one of my favorite characters. It's one of the reasons, and I hope even with my gimpy ass bullshit hand next week, I can finally get out my TPM. Uh, epic if you will i mean it, it basically is an epic i mean it's like homer essentially the iliad and the odyssey but it's about my justification for why i think tpm isn't the worst star wars movie there you go we've been uh, waiting for that for a little while. i know i've been teasing a long time <laughs> but i've wanted to hold it to the true 20th anniversary of tpm which literally is not even next week but it would be next weekend i believe it's may 19th if my yeah. memory serves me well because i was there may 19th 1999 to watch it and I went on to see it nine more times in theater. That's, um, yeah, that's dedication. I to really, TPM I'm right not there. gonna lie. I enjoyed <laughs> TPM. I still do. It's the one prequel I can watch and be like, you know what? That's not a complete pile of shit. Yeah, I mean, and, the fight at the end is fantastic. And, and really, one of the biggest reasons because this guy right here. Yeah, Darth I mean, Maul was standout. In my pitch on TPM for not being the worst movie. I believe has some good points and some of the points are like we forget about we got a lot of great lore from TPM we did we this did. guy so, being number one and then he stayed around if you haven't watched Star yeah. Wars the fact uh, cartoons this, or anything yeah. like that this motherfucker was killed in the movie but he was so awesome George himself decided to resurrect him yeah and he's he in- still going. This motherfucker's still going to come back in the Clone Wars Returns. Yep. You can't get rid of him. You he's think- in the goddamn live-action movies. Like, he literally came back in Solo. So, fuck, TPM isn't the worst. But I'll lay that case for you next week. Hopefully, uh, you may not be able to read it because I literally can't type. It's like I'm using my feet to type at this point. He needs to get, Matt, you need to get an oration, uh, what you call it, like software, where you can yeah. say it and then it just types it up for yeah, you. Whatever, but I can what tell you right it? now, my, my right hand is essentially a club at this point. So <laughs> the only way I can type with that is just smashing on the keyboard and getting a blah, 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 blah. There you go. Anyway, right, Chupa yeah. Cookie, well done. Yes. yes. Final top five. We have here. There's actually a slight name change from what you <laughs> yeah, who see knows within. What's going on here, man? <laughs> so I some... think what I think what ended up happening here is is that when Matt shared the image, fantastic image by the way, of Darth Vader in a kneeling Kylo Ren with his saber kind of on the ground, right. almost in a stance where like Vader is is almost like knighting him. He doesn't exactly, have his saber ignited, exactly. but like. He's, he's almost recognizing him as a peer, like, you know, you are my, you know, you are now my follower or something. Something similar to what um, what Palpatine did with Vader in episode three. Oh, yeah, three. Good, good point. That's exactly what it is. 
So except Kylo has his sword out like a knight would, like exactly, yeah. So that's what I thought was really cool is he's actually got you know two hands on the blade, the the point of the saber into the ground, kneeling and kind of you know prostration in front of Vader. Like this is Kylo's his dream, everything that he's exactly. ever wanted. This is like I am yours, Lord Vader. Yeah, I mean it's a beautiful, beautiful shot. The background. They're clearly on some sort of like, you know, the, the, the setting for this would be some sort of rocky planet. Maybe Kylo just, you know, did a task for Vader to finally win his acceptance and his, you know, his admiration as a fellow Dark Side Force user. I mean, I could see this whole scene playing out in my head. It's a fantastic job. And the, the, the person who took this picture, the original share was under the name Brown Man Figs, Brown Man <laughs> Figures. But... Oops. Since then, I feel like Brownman has changed his name to Kachi Boink. Um, I mean, honestly, funny. Nick did the sleuthing on this, and he is right. I mean, Brownman Figs no longer exists, and I don't just make up names when I share shit. Like, I go out of my way to make sure that I am crediting the artist because I know, being a toy photography person myself, how bad it sucks to have people lift your shit and not give you credit. Uh, so Nick had to do a little detective Pikachu shit here and yeah, Brown, Brown man figs apparently no longer exists and apparently he, uh, metamorphosized into Kachi Boink. Yeah. So the shot here again, fantastic <laughs> shot. If you want to follow the artist, I do have it linked yeah, in the yeah, top. Try, try Kachi Boink. <laughs> yeah. Look up Kachi Boink at Kachi Boink on, on Instagram. But um, regardless of the name of the photographer, it is linked here. The shot itself is really cool. I think it, it it's one of those moments that, that literally Kylo would dream about. And now we get to see that kind of brought to life here by oh, Kachi. Totally. And it's, it, it's really fantastic. Really fantastic job done here. Excellent. So, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of rounds out our top five. But guess what? We're not done dealing with Star Wars fan art because... Every once in a while, I will dedicate art to a full-on post on StarWarsTime.net, which means that it's really stood out to me. And again, don't feel bad. I mean, anything we share in Star Wars Time Show in terms of Star Wars art, we think it's awesome. That's why we're sharing it. But there are certain things that I kind of want to get out there onto the internet as a whole. And, and that's where our next piece comes up. And it's someone we've talked about before in this podcast and... Unfortunately, I don't know if Cam V really likes us or, or likes that we share shit because he's never really commented or said anything about us writing articles about him, which is fine. I get it. Artists are artists, and sometimes they're like, hey, you're nobody, so fuck you. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's Cam's take, but in the end, I don't care. I'm still going to share Cam VFX at, on Instagram. I mean, the, the guy to me is making some brilliant photoshop work and this week he dropped his idea of what the rise of skywalker poster could look like and he's done this now for all of the new movies including rogue solo tfa and tlj and what he's doing my friends is if you're old enough to remember there is a a a star wars like a new hope 1977 star wars poster out there that's very stylized that has luke with his bare chest showing, yep. he's got his white lightsaber <laughs> extended above his head. Leia's Leia, like yeah. on his leg. <laughs> Leia's all like sexy with her legs split and her her legs basically fully shown all the way up to her private. I mean, it's very, 
risque. Kinda, exactly. It's very un-Star Wars-like. But it, it's an iconic Star Wars poster, and, and that's kind of the vein that Cam VFX has taken with his recreation. So his latest for The Rise of Skywalker also plays on that. So, you know, we got... Palpatine being the main figure, the the busted Death Star behind him. You got Kylo's new TIE fighter, and then obviously you have Kylo and Rey back to back, kind of implying their their duality. Uh, you can see Poe and Finn back there. It's just, dude. I mean, these are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I love this image so much, and like you said, this should be the official poster for the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, it perfectly captures everything that we expect to see in this film. You know, Palpatine back as the big bad. We see his old visage that we've seen in movies past. You have Kylo. You have Rey. Even off to the side, you can see uh, Finn and Poe there as well. I mean, everything that is important about this final film of the Skywalker saga is encapsulated in this image. The only thing that you could argue, you know, maybe should be there is I, I don't know i mean actually i can't even think of anything you know like <laughs> everything that should be here is there i was gonna say luke but i mean luke is not gonna play yeah, a I mean, big role yeah, in this movie you could argue rose potentially yeah yeah rose you could say you know but Carrie. i mean i i think he just he he pulled from what was featured in the teaser so i yeah, get it i get exactly it. I mean, there's really nothing else you could add here i mean you didn't see anything else except for I mean, you didn't see him, but you heard Palpatine. You saw Ray Kylo. You saw Poe Finn. You you saw the the new tie. You saw the Death Star. Yep. So I mean, ma- I mean, it all makes sense. It's beautiful. And within the post on Star Wars Time and that's where you should go check it out. I've also included his other creations for the new movies. And you can see it. I mean, The Force Awakens should be a real poster. The Last yeah. Jedi should be a real poster. Rogue One should be a real poster, and Solo should be a real poster. So, it's like the the fantastic thing to me is like you know with if you've seen these these posters before you know it's easy to kind of pull off the style that he well not the style but like the the flair that he goes with when the characters are holding lightsabers but the way that he did it with rogue one and with solo using the blasters and the you know the lasers from the death star and rogue one just really fucking knocks it out the park and shows that this guy knows how to compose. He, he's doing legit images. photo manipulation. Like I have no clue how he gets Jin to shoot up or Cassian to shoot out or like, you know, Solo to shoot up or Kira to be in that pose. I mean, it's mind boggling what people can do with Photoshop. I mean, if you people are big into geek art, geek culture, Photoshop art, you probably have heard the name boss logic um, he's been mentioned on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he just got flown out to attend Endgame. He's made posters for Endgame. But he, he kind of does the same stuff to what Cam V's doing here. I mean, obviously, Boss is way more known at this point. But I, I think Cam should be known, even though he doesn't really give a flying fuck that we honor him. <laughs> like I said, that's fine. I mean, I'm the one picking this stuff out. It's not like they're telling us to. I do this because I think it looks awesome. Uh, some people love it. Some artists are like, "Go fuck yourself." You're not that. You're not big enough to even warrant a discussion. So, I feel like that's where Cam's at, and that's fine. But I'm still <laughs> gonna share his art because it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. There's a lot of fantastic stuff on his feed. So make sure to go follow him at Cam C A M V E E F X on Instagram. One of the coolest ones that's on there. 
that I just saw is a is a concept poster for the the Diego Luna um, TV series that's going to be coming out on Disney Plus, and, it, and he entitled it Fulcrum, a Star Wars series, implying that not only will we see Cassian Andor in there, but we might also see a little bit of Ahsoka Tano in there. So cool stuff all around. Go follow him on Instagram. Fantastic artist, Photoshop. He kills it. Definitely worth a follow. Next up, Matt, we have a Funko Pop thing, and oh, this is your world. Funko Pops, man. Yeah, it used to be my world. It, it no longer is, but I'll tell you what, I've already pre-ordered this dumb bastard because <laughs> I, myself, am a dumb bastard. There we go. Uh, so, we just learned this week that GameStop has an exclusive animated holiday special Boba Fett. And if you're sitting here going, what the fuck's an animated special Boba Fett? First thing I want you to do is take your fist and punch yourself in your eye. <laughs> because you're not a Star Wars fan. If you don't know who the fuck this is, you're not a Star Wars fan. Or you're a little kid like my kid. In that case, don't punch yourself. Animated holiday And, and honestly, if you are a little kid listening to this, punch your parents. Because <laughs> they haven't shown it to you yet. Th- no, no. This is not a podcast you should be listening to if you're that too. If your parents are against fucking shitty language like I just said. That's Notice true. how I just tried to explain we use explicit language. Instead of saying we use explicit language, I said because of this fucking shitty language. There you go. That's all That's- you need to know. <laughs> so in the end, go ahead, let your kids listen. I turned out all right listening to basically two drunken sailors as parents in terms of their language. It is what it is. Matt in particular, myself, yes, I'm going rock on you. I like to use a lot of French. But anyways, animated holiday special Boba Fett. So if you aren't familiar, again, shame on you, but this is the, if you've ever seen a version of a blue Boba Fett going, and I like how I keep switching between baba and baba boba and boba yeah, yeah i noticed that <laughs> Whatever. i mean that, that's what happens when you have a few fucking course lights before the cast it's boba right is it boba or is it baba? yeah you I'm say boba sure i boba. say baba like you say tomato i say tomato is it one of those things i think it might be yeah either way <laughs> if, you, if you've never seen this guy this is the blue version of boba fett and it's the version where he's got the tuning fork gun which by the way they now have made Full live-action cannon, because that's the fucking rifle they gave Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian. Yep. yep. And it's it's 100% based on this animated special, which now is being immortalized in Funko Pop form. So you, you can now go out there and pre-order the new version, because, by the way, if you're a diehard Funko Pop collector, you will know that there was an exclusive... Holiday Special Boba Fett released years ago, maybe even you know nine years, eight years at this point. You can't get him anymore. He's one of the vaulted, extremely expensive pops if you want to get him in a black market, which I have, by the way, because I'm a freak. This is kind of a, a re-envisioning, a modernization of that figure. Uh, but he looks great. I mean, this is, in my opinion, one of the most fun designs that Boba Fett went through because he's had many. I mean, he started out as a pure white Boba Fett. Uh, it's called That's called the Proto Fett. Then we obviously ended up on what we got, the multicolored green dominant Fett. Uh, but then they're like, hey, let's make this cartoon when he's blue instead. <laughs> and that's they just made... kind of... 
It's kind of what happened back in the 70s. So. Yeah, you know, they, they took a lot of creative liberty with the <laughs> with the animated holiday special. And then also, if you've ever seen the the live action oh, holiday Jesus. special, yeah, that's something you can, else. Yeah, you can see the creative liberties that Lucas and, you know, those in, in yeah. charge of. The I, I mean, dude, I, I'm all about like the 80s caravan of courage and Sindel and, and those like live action random Star Wars TV movies. But but the holiday specials are rough. Oof, they are. They're they're they can definitely be you know skipped if you're giving somebody a Star well, Wars the one? anthology. Don't they? Do, they almost have like an Earth Day celebration with the Wookiees yeah. on one, right? It's it's Life Day. Yeah, Life That's Day. Yeah, Life, Life Day. Day. Life Day celebration. That's with the Wookiees, and then you have you have the original cast in there. You have Han. I mean Han. You have Harrison. You have. Carrie and you have oh, Mark. I bet, I bet Harrison. That, I mean, that's why Harrison hated this gig. Was Harrison was like, "What shit. the fuck am I doing here yeah. in this goddamn treehouse?" Right. But here's the thing: off of that holiday special, they were on Kashyyyk, and like they maintained that same style of housing <laughs> in in Kashyyyk in Episode Three. Like, go watch that, and then watch Episode Three. You'd be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like they they built this shit out back in you know. The original trilogy days, and they kept that for episode three all the way in 2005. So you got to say that at least, if anything, George was consistent with his ideas. I think it's it's one of those deals where George still is like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. So he probably was like, oh, yeah, go ahead and make one of those. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, it's just a giant tree. They just live in trees. They just live in big ass trees. (laughs) Star Wars, do a holiday special. Fine. Whatever. I don't even know if I'm going to be making any more movies. Go for it. Let's let's yeah. capitalize. So, yeah. So he's out there. You, you can actually pre-order him now from GameStop. I'm going to tell you, he's a fucking ripoff because GameStop's forcing you to do shipments, and the cheapest shipping you can get is eight ass dollars on a twelve dollar fucking Funko Pop. I've had. $500 TVs shipped for less than that. That is <laughs> highway robbery, my friends. Yeah, that's That's insane. called taking advantage of collectors. Cuz they know this is a retailer exclusive. And they're 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 jibbing you. I mean, I I, I was sitting there and hey, I'm I'm not if you did if you bought it, go for it. I did too, so I'm a fucking fool. I didn't <laughs> like Funko Pops anymore and I still couldn't not buy this couldn't resist he couldn't resist the call of his old passion so yeah i i paid twenty dollars for a in a twelve dollar pop and that's where we are now it, but it, dude it, it might weigh a half a pound and they're charging eight dollar shipping a half a pound i would think would be hefty for this in fact yeah you're right it, it's probably like three ounces yeah in, it's in it's, box yeah so by the way gamestop fuck you <laughs> fuck you, you Scalping fucking cheap assholes. You know what? That's why you're going to be out of business within the next two years. Take it to the bank. Take it Matt's, to the bank. There's we don't no, often. There's no way GameStop is around within the next two to three years. Mark my fucking words. Yeah, we don't often get take it to the banks here. Very rarely. But Matt not only gives us a take it to the that, bank. That's just not me being a fucking shitty, angry pop collector. That's... Their business is over. Yeah, their business model has definitely took a nosedive with the yeah, uh, go fuck digital yourself. games. Yeah, go fuck yourself with your traditional <laughs> games and your fucking cheap rental buybacks. Fuck you. 
You're going to fail because you jib fuckers on $8 shipping for a fucking Funko Pop. Eat a dick, GameStop. Let's go. Moving All right. On. Next up, Matt, you found this one or you dug this one up. This is a... Uh, this one an, sucked because... Th- I, yeah, with your broken ass yeah, hand. Right. <laughs> this was rough for you. So basically what we have is in front of every new skywalker film release we have lore that leads up to it you know we have additional materials i out feel there. like this is extensive though I, yeah I feel like this, this is, is way lot. more than the other two movies got yeah you know ahead of um tfa we definitely got basically the entire re-release of expanded universe outside of the movies so we got the re-release of comic books we got the re-release of novels we got the re-release of children's books, young adult books. We had the aftermath build up, and then you kind of had, like, the who's Ray, who's uh, who's Poe, who's Finn. Exactly. But for TLJ, you didn't have that much. because it wasn't much at all. Yeah, but now, leading into The Rise of Skywalker, we have another slew of expanded universe materials. 21 new books and comics you will be able to consume between now in the release of The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and with, with this some comes... filling in gaps between TLJ and Rise and obviously others detailing the production of Rise so and so forth. So you you book people, you're going to be busy. Yeah, exactly. Like like you said, there there's a lot of good information. The first one that we that we have featured here, and we're not going to go through all of them cuz there's just no, too not many. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, but, Nickel Nickel link you up and all that fun stuff, yeah. but I mean, there's yeah. so much shit coming. The the one that I want to call out though, and this is for all of all of you novel readers out there. I'm trying to get back into it. I was super hardcore into to old expanded universe novels previously. I'm dipping my feet back in now. But this novel, Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse, is a fantastic lead up into the Rise of Skywalker. So the, the description for this book is basically yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah, that that Finn, this is all of the original you know, all the characters from TLJ. So you have Finn, you have Ray, you have uh, uh, General Leia, and then you have Poe. They're all working together to rebuild the Resistance. And this is what we've been talking about so much in our speculations. Where is the Resistance going to be when we get to the Rise of Skywalker? It was right. nothing at the end of TLJ. They and all I think fit on the Falcon. This book's going to tell that story. So exactly. I think you need to read this. Yes, yes. If anybody is going to read it between the two of us, it's definitely uh, going to be me. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, like I'm not even going to pretend. Like th- this is all on Nick. So if he doesn't get it read, send him the hate mail. Yes, yes. It, it comes out on November twelfth. So, so I mean, that, that's you got a month. more more than a month. And I, I do, as Nick said, I, I think this is probably the most important book to consume because it sounds like it's it's honestly going to be the direct sequel to TLJ. Exactly. You're walking right up to the start of, of The Rise of Skywalker with and, this And, book. right, Nick, you're going to get some Leia insights, which we're clearly not going to get a ton of in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the really interesting part of this is how are they going to try to incorporate, like, start building towards Leia's eventual end with this novel? You know what I hope? I hope they reference that her deep space act and I know this has been said, and I think they will go this way, but that her space poppins is going to be why she's probably going to die. Yeah, weakened to a right. point. Like they're, yeah. they're essentially going to admit that that whole being in deep space without a spacesuit 
and relying on her Skywalker middies to get her back, even though she did get back, it, it pretty much that was the death nail. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, it, it was it's no different than you know Spock and Wrath of Khan eating all that nuclear power to save the fucking Enterprise. True. Yeah, that's I mean, a good point. I mean, basically, good she she took it. Yes, she lived through it. She's essentially relying on her forced royalty blood to keep her alive. Yeah, and but that just, can only it's just, last. Yeah, it's just it's just so, too much. It's just too yeah. much. So this novel is fantastic. Going to tell a lot of important storylines for those of you out there who are into the expanded universe. Uh, November twelfth, like Matt said, make sure to pick it up. Uh, but within this, we you have tons of material. Yeah, pop up books. You have yeah, children's no, the, the books. Pop up book. I think another one of note would be the Star Wars Allegiance. This is going to be a Marvel Comics runs that coming out. That that's definitely one to look into. Uh, Star Wars Force Collector seems neat because it's it's going to introduce a a whole new character during the time of. This new yeah. trilogy. Yep. Uh, if you got little kids, uh, my my daughter loves the A Little Golden Book series. They're going to be coming out with a Star Wars We Are the Resistance book, which is fantastic. Uh, there, it looks like another. You're going to get The Galaxy Needs You. Looks like a children's book with Ray on it. And then obviously, uh, books I always buy for new releases. I don't know if Nick does, but I always will buy the Visual Dictionary cross section as well as at least the art book. And there's usually one other one that complements a film, but those are also coming out. And I just want to note, Nick, the cover of the art of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker Ooh, looks is so fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, you, you, what you see is like it's a painted scene, but it's it's Rey kind of leaning down into a lake, but the the... The visage that she sees is not her own. Right. It's Kylo. She, she's fighting Kylo through a reflection. And, and yeah. here's the intriguing part, buddy. This is the art of the film. Yeah. So this implies this is concept art for the film. Yeah, and that kind of goes into something that we no, talked about yeah, in our last cast. Exactly. Force, not flights, but fights. Yeah. So Force flash fights. That is a very. I mean. Granted, that's not the official term for these things. Force flash flights are not what it, they're really called. Exactly. But that was just like a, a, a theory or a, you know, a, a, a prop name used by making Star Wars when he released his, right. his room. Point being, this, this cover art, if you, if you choose to look at it as you're listening here, th- this isn't just made up bullshit comic book art or, or just a, a cover page. This is from the art of Rise, which implies... This is something somebody drew up to give JJ and company an idea of what to shoot. Yeah, exactly. So, and then to round out the the books, we have a new another comic series. Is this a comic series? No, it's a novel. It's a uh, a, but, a young but, adult novel. Yes, but these the same. Uh, I don't know if the same author, but I believe the same illustrator for a similar series of books that released for TFA. And yeah. honestly, you're right, man. I mean, TLJ didn't get much, but I think that it's because there was it, no time. Between it was a direct it. pickup. Yeah, exactly. If there was time between TFA and TLJ, you would have had these stories to tell in between. But there really hasn't been. And then also. Basically, what has picked up and become this this intermediary between TFA and TLJ is now Star Wars Resistance, the cartoon series. 
So, you know, a lot of the stories that could be told would be told between or related to TFA TLJ timeline have been done in Star Wars Resistance, the cartoon series. So um, if you haven't kept up with that, please do jump on it. Matt and I uh, did a Resistance recap and review podcast on Tuesdays when the st- uh, when the show was on air. We will pick that back up when it's out there again. Um, fantastic show, good context, everything like that, as as well as all of these uh, books, comic books, novels, and everything like that that we just spoke about. So um, drop dates for a lot of these are going to be around the October to December time period, so keep your eyes out. I will have this post linked in the podcast post if you want to check out the release date for any particular items that we talked about on here. All top-notch stuff. Star Wars Expanded Universe, some of the best um, sci-fi novels, sci-fi um, uh, comic book series out there. So if you're if you're into the series, but you've never got into the expanded universe, pick it up now. It's really fantastic stuff. Um, next up, Matt, we have something that actually you have kind of a, a, oh, a semi tangential yeah. link to. So. I, I've known about this literally for years. I mean, I, I've seen progress reports on it. Th- this video came out this week. It's now at 3.4 million views. By the way, when Star Wars Time shared it, it was at 5,000, so everyone can suck my collective dick. Because <laughs> honestly, this is what I've been doing for the past 10 years. I break awesome, and no one gives me fucking credit. So everyone can go fuck themselves. I promise <laughs> you, Star Wars Time was probably the first site to share this. We'll never get the credit. We shouldn't get the credit for the work because we had nothing to do with it. Point being, I've known about this forever. I knew it was coming. I got the tip off. I shared it first. It has now exploded. It's getting the recognition it deserves. It's at 3.4 million views, 202,000 up likes, 2.6 down likes. Those are just fucking morons. We get it. Uh, I think they've added upwards of 20,000 subscribers since this release. But what we're talking about, this is a reimagining of Star Wars Scene 38. And if you're not familiar with movie lingo, scene 38 in Star Wars is a scene in A New Hope where the good guys are escaping while Obi-Wan is dueling Vader. And and what these guys did, and I'm not going to drop names because I know the actual creator doesn't want his name out there for some reason. It's probably because he's pretty huge in the movie industry. Uh, But I can tell you I know him. I've interviewed him. He's not the friend I've referenced here before that's worked on Endgame, but I've, I've, I know him through that friend. Let's just put it that way. Let's just say that this guy's pretty big in the stunt scene in Hollywood. He's worked on major movies. He's working on a major movie right now that a lot of geeks will love to watch. It may have to do with something that James Cameron created. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Either way, Nick, they recreated the duel between Vader and Obi Kenobi, and they essentially dial up the action factor by a thousand. Uh, they make the duel very uh, reminiscent of Kenobi and Vader on Mustafar. Yep, uh, it's much more violent. Vader is much more Sith-like, much more deadly, and even Obi-Wan himself is a little more uh, tactile and quick and swift with his movements. Yeah, exactly. That was what I thought was really cool about it is, you know, the initial, obviously this couldn't be done in 1977. You know, George was working with the, you know, the the special effects and the the action pieces that he could, 
But this reimagining really shows one, like you said, a more brutal Vader that we've always wanted to see and a very agile Obi-Wan Kenobi who is who is into his 70s as a human being. I mean, we know that that Yoda lived to be 900 years old, but as a human being, you're still beholden to your life cycle. And even at this age, they were able to portray Obi-Wan as a very, very competent fighter. Um and I fucking love this thing, dude. To, like the fact that they take what is essentially a 30 to 45 second fight within uh, a new hope and they break it out, give it significance to, to really tie it together, to really make it feel like it's still the same fight that we saw in a new hope, but break it out into a full six minute long scene, all complete with fantastic special effects, like fantastic, you know, I don't know if these are two stunt, you know, stunt yeah, people. Yeah, so I, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you the insights again because I know I've, I've, I've known about this for years. I mean, it's literally years in the making, years with an S. Um, they used, obviously, original footage. They shot new stuff with a dude in an Obi costume and an Invader costume. But as you'll notice, that they even tried to composite Obi's face. Yeah, Alex's face onto the stunt actor. Uh, they did, they relit the stuff. I mean, the image I used for the post shows you the, the fantastic VFX and lighting, as Nick said. You can see the reflection of the lightsabers in Vader's eyes. Yep. Uh, it's just, it's badass. I mean, it, it really is a continuation of their fight on Mustafar, which this should have been. Uh, as Vader said, you know, hey, you know, the circle is now complete. I'll admit you you kicked my ass last time, but now I'm the motherfucking master and you're going to die. Yeah. And, and it comes off. You can see the anger and rage with Invader and you can see Kenobi trying to put up his best fight until, as we know, he realizes like, all right, Luke's safe. He's going to get away. It's time to do my thing. Yeah. I mean, what's what's really cool and what I really enjoyed about this is at one point, you know, in in A New Hope, you basically just have the two characters staying within the, the confines of the blast door opening. But this fight moves along all over. I mean, the they're Death force Star. pushing each other. I mean, yeah. it's all over the place. And that's what I was going to say. It's like at one point in this fight, they're, they're going down a hallway and the, the effects used there are fantastic. But you also get to see Vader again, like bringing out his pure anger and like the emotion, like you mentioned, he actually like punches Obi-Wan with his fist, like punches him in the face and like backhands God, him. Sword play, man. I mean, I that, that's a fucking lightsaber duel. Like that shit. Some of you people think in, uh, in episode three is a lightsaber duel. Bullshit. This yeah, I mean, is a lightsaber duel. You don't see two guys sitting there waving their light wands at each other like wah, 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 They are violently attacking each other with precision sword strikes. Yeah, that's what I was going to point out as well. Like like you perfectly broke it down. Like every each one of them are going for kill shots. Like this isn't like we saw yeah, in, in episode three where they're just smacking their sabers together. Like Obi-Wan is going for legitimate right. like it, it's parries, kill or like, be killed. In. This is yeah. kill or be killed. So, I mean, the fact that, well, one, like you said, this has been in the works for such a long time, and you can tell the quality of the work. Obviously, they don't have $100 million to do this no. like George did. This is, all, this is all out of pocket. This isn't crowdfunded nothing. This is literally one guy. 
I believe, funded the whole thing and then paid this, uh, you know, fixing it in post guy to do the FX. Yeah, and that's what's so fucking crazy. Just because he loves Star Wars and and wanted to to do it right. Yeah, do his own take on what this fight should have been. Yeah, and not only did he do his own take, I mean, he did a take that that any Star Wars fan would truly, truly enjoy. I mean, this shows the intensity. Nick, you know what's crazy? (laughs) This is how crazy, and this is why I love the Star Wars community. There are already people on Instagram recreating some of these sword strikes with toys. No. <laughs> I just Dude, I saw it. It's like, oh, my God, I can't get over this video. I'm like, yeah, we're the ones that introduced it. It's okay. I'm sure you saw it on, like, a, a fucking Mashable or one of the big sites a day later when they finally pulled their thumbs out of their ass and stopped making lists and were like, oh, this is pretty fucking cool. I'm yeah. always going to be angry like that because I'm telling you right now, <laughs> th- this ain't me just being like, oh, they feel bad for me. I know what's fucking awesome on the internet, and I usually find it before the big sites because they're big sites. They're doing it for money. They don't give a fuck. I do this because I love it. I don't get paid to fucking do any of the shit Nick and I do. Neither does Nick. Yep. We don't make a goddamn dollar. But we dedicate ourselves to put this shit out there and to get it in front of your faces because we think it's cool and we know or we hope you're going to think it's cool too. Yeah. So in the end, you might have seen this on one of the bigger sites, but I will fucking stake my name and reputation on it that we had it out first. So that's why the fuck you should be tuned into Star Wars time. And if you don't like Star Wars, you should be tuned into Entertainment Buddha. Yep. That's That's all I'm going to say. I get the shit out before anyone else. Everyone can suck my dick. I don't give a fuck at this point. <laughs> fuck the big sites. Fuck the pretenders. I'm a real geek. I'm a real Star Wars fan. That's why you're going to see shit like this first from me and Nick. He broke it down in a true fashion, my yeah. friends. Sorry. I'm not yelling at you people. <laughs> I'm not angry at you guys. I love you guys and girls. I'm just being 10 years into this shit it's frustrating that these big sites dip in. They're like, oh, look what we found. It's like, fuck you. You didn't find shit. You found it because I took the time to find it, put it on an aggregator that then gets it out on the internet because our sites are little and they don't get any fucking love from Google because Google sucks. Did too. Fuck you, Google. All right, I'm over it. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right, Sorry, so I get one. If you want to see this post, I'll have it, or you want to see this video, I'll have the post in the podcast links. Um, just, a, again, a fantastic job. There's so many amazing things that are in this video that really bring out the intensity of the fight as it should have been in 1977, but obviously George was working with limited resources. Moving on, we have some Mandalorian news. Yeah, we're, we're out of fandom. Now we're getting into that newsy part of the show here. Yeah, some actual, some real news. So, stomach um, gas. The Mandalorian, as we all know, is ready to drop in November along with Disney oh, Plus. One wait. season. Can't wait. Sign me up. What is it? Fucking six dollars a month. <laughs> six. Yes, yeah, six, seven dollars a month, something like that. Well worth. Oh it. my god, that's insane. I'm gonna make my kid pay for it. It's so cheap. <laughs> yeah, just have her allowance go to Disney Plus rentals because she'll use it more than you do, probably. Oh, damn Skippy, man. <laughs> but um, so Mandalorian, we know, has one season, guaranteed. But it's already out there now that Disney is so happy with Favreau. And not only the work that he's done on The Mandalorian, you know, 
in its upcoming release, but also the work that he's done for Disney, the Jungle Book movie, the Lion King movie. The guy has basically become Disney's go-to for any project they feel needs a true professional hand on it. So they've gifted, I don't want to say gifted, because they, they were going to get, you know, Mandalorian was going to get season two anyway, but they went ahead and greenlit Mandalorian season two for Disney Plus. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. This discussing film site saying that it's legit, but, I mean, it it hasn't been officially announced. I I mean, as I kind of put up in the article, Nick, I mean, you and I, we were there for the reveal. Yeah. It was hard to be at that reveal and not go, this thing can't end after one season. Exactly. Like, we talked about that as we were walking out. Yeah, we were fucking leaving the arena and we're like, this has got to go at least two seasons. There's no I, way. I, we dude, I, I hope it goes eight full seasons, unlike Game of Thrones, which, in my opinion, is suffering heavily from its decision to end things prematurely with shortened seasons. Fuck you. Yeah, they, they really jacked that hey, up. Hey, Dean but I don't... and Dave, fuck you guys on Game of Thrones, but we love you for Star Wars. Yeah, looking forward to your Star Wars content. I mean, honestly, sure. we know now that Game of Thrones is suffering because you guys wanted to move on to a new project, a.k.a. Star Wars, which sucks for Game of Thrones, but yeah, go Star Wars. We're, we're all about the Star it's Wars so content. Clear. I mean, it's so clear ones. these guys have been like, you know what, fuck Game of Thrones, we're yeah. over it. Let's just fast forward to the end. It's not going to be exciting. We've ripped all the fantasy and magic out of it. Who gives a fuck? It's just going to be humans versus humans, and it's going to be predictable. We get, we we quit. They essentially <laughs> like we quit. George is fat. He didn't feel like fucking finishing the novel, so we had to make our own shit up. And we're clearly not as creative as him. And this is what you get. That is that is what you get for Game of Thrones. But I, let's let's talk about the arena for a little bit. We were there. We were there with with ten thousand. Right. ravenous star right. wars maniacs it's awesome like i mean if this didn't get a second season i would riot yeah and who else was there kathleen kennedy was there and kathleen kennedy is the ultimate shot caller for lucasfilm and what she saw when she was in that arena was ten thousand fans but there was also a contingent of literal mandalorian right. people in there like they had i, fans. I forget what's the name of the squad didn't they have like a special um, the Mando Mercs or something like I that? I think it or? was something like it was something similar to that. Like anytime I mean, they're, they're, would, I believe they're part of the 501, but yeah, they had their own special designation because they're all dressed up like either as Boba, Django, or just straight Mando attire. Yeah, Mando attire, all approved by the like. There is a leader of you know the the Mandalorians and stuff, but like basically. Favreau could call on these people at any moment during the panel and they would like cheer. They would do right. like an in unison cheer altogether. So to have people not only just passionate enough to go out to celebration, to go to the panel and to see everything, but passionate enough to literally spend probably hundreds or thousands of dollars on like close to prop replica suits for Mandalorians like it goes to show that people are passionate about this project and it's oh, not yeah. even out yet. So Dude, like, Kathleen, I mean, if I was taller and didn't spend thousands on toys, I would totally have some sort of Star Wars mega costume right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd go out and cosplay anymore because it is, it's not weird. It's just I don't want the attention. Yeah, I know. If you, you're you, really I mean, you saw cosplayer. the celebration. Like these fuckers, they just go there and they know all they're gonna be. 
all that's going to happen for them is they're going to be bothered and asked to take pictures. Yeah, it's like, and obviously that's what the they time. want. I get it. I just I don't want that. Like I I want to dress up and just sit in my basement and be by myself in like a fucking stormtrooper outfit. Yeah, just Matt or like by I, I could be like a miniature Darth Vader, you know, like a fucking five six Darth Vader. Dude, that would be hilarious. You know how like funny it would look if yeah. you went. It, it would almost be like fucking Doctor Evil and Mini Me if you went like if next time we go to celebration if Ryan dresses as that, Vader, I was gonna say I was like we should make Ryan, we should make Ryan the intern dress up as like either Palpatine or something and I'd be like Mini Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Just that imagine the visual there. Like you got a guy that's probably six two three, and then you got a guy that's five six wearing Darth Vader armor who's supposed to be taller than the Emperor. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, be... that's it. Yeah, we're gonna Dude. dress Ryan up as as the Emperor, and I'm gonna be Darth Vader. Dude, that would be. And then you, you should just hilarious. be like a stormtrooper, so you're still taller yeah. than me. So it's like yeah. literally Mini Vader and his posse. Yeah. Like I'll either be honestly, a dude, or imperial th- guard. That's how we would become famous. Honestly, I think like we, yeah. we'd create a a cosplay community called Mini Vader and his posse. That would be fantastic. And like, we would probably <laughs> already have more fans than we do now just by dressing up like assholes. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, yeah, like I, I could I could like ride on Ryan's back. Like he could like fashion a backpack for me. Oh my god! That that would be the <laughs> shot. Like you imagine me riding on his back, like he's dressed as Palpatine, and I'm dressed yeah. as Vader, riding on his fucking back Dude, like a little kid. Like, it would be the dark side recreation of of uh, Luke yeah, and Yoda on his exactly. back. <laughs> oh uh, man! Good anyway, shit. so if, if the Mandalorian is getting a second season, which I I, I think Nick thinks it. I think it. it it's going to be a foregone conclusion. Again, this isn't official, but uh, discussing film is saying that they know it is. Either way, if this goes down, uh, Mando season two is going to be uh, begin production next summer, and then it's going to hit Disney Plus fall twenty twenty one, which honestly makes complete sense because you got to figure. We're going to get season one 2019. We'll probably get Cassie in 2020, and then we'll be ready for Mando season two 2021. Absolutely. And that, you know, this can actually, you know, Matt, depending on where you want to go next, this could segue us into our final discussion of the night. We're doing all right on time, so I do want to spend a brief three minutes on the, the mega spoiler bomb. Uh, but yeah, you're right. We're we're eventually going to get into. We've got the roadmap now from Disney, and it sucks. Uh, but we're going to talk about that. But but as I said, real quickly, uh, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because Nick and I both feel like we need to take some bleach, drink it, and then we also need to take some uh, pins and stick them into our eyes for what we've seen. Yep. Uh, but the the homeboy over at Making Star Wars dropped some insane insane speculation spoilers for the rise of skywalker in between uh based not in between uh focusing on the climax yeah the final Uh, fight so and and all i really want to say and we'll see if this even turns into a discussion but it's heavy shit i honestly I looked at it because I run a site called Star Wars Time. I do a podcast about Star Wars, so I feel like I'm almost obligated to. Uh, After I saw it, I wanted to delete my eyes. I wanted to scrub my brain uh, because I do believe it's legit. 
the thing I, I kind of want to position it as is I believe it's very similar to some of the theories Nick and I proposed for the Palpatine speculation cast. Uh, it heavily revolves around him possessing people, passing his essence, and his end game of controlling Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. So we did, like you said, Matt. We, we said were... all that. We said yeah. it all. We didn't quite know how it would get there, and I feel like this spoiler kind of lays that groundwork for you. Yeah, so we're not going to go into, into any details. Yeah, right. Um but if you do want to read it, it's a very brief post, but it essentially tells you exactly what's oh, yeah. going to happen yeah. in this fight. If you're into spoilers, have at it, because this is some juicy shit. Yeah. It also loops in the whole Matt Smith mystery, Yeah, uh, so. which to me makes it even more valid. So, you know, we're, we're going to leave it at that. Let's just say Nick and I have definitely touched heavily on the themes that are expressed in these uh, spoiler speculations. I just believe this is probably the actual way it's going to happen. So, um, I'll have the, I I hate myself Uh, for finding it. Uh, Nick hates me for sharing it to read it. Yeah. And telling him (laughs) to read it. (laughs) But Uh, uh, yeah, it'll be in the podcast post. If you want to read it and get the full context of what the spoilers are, what the possible scenario is to the last fight of the rise of Skywalker will be there. But we are not going to go into all the details in the cast just right. to avoid anybody who is out there trying to right. stay as clean I mean, as possible. It, it's spoiling the end of the movie. So yeah, exactly. Like this is the very end of the film. <laughs> it's 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 heavy shit. So yeah, have at it. So transitioning on, we just yeah. talked about Mandalorian possibly moving into season two, moving into 2021. Matt, you mentioned that we now finally have the roadmap for what is going to happen to theatrical Star Wars post-Rise right. of Skywalker. Yeah, th- this came out this week, and it, it was massive news for people. Uh, it, it, to me, the interesting thing about this reveal is is how people interpreted it. Uh, so what we got from Disney is they laid out their roadmap for their their movie projects pretty much from now until, I believe, 2026. Yep. And and really what we got is what's going to happen with Star Wars uh, as well as some of the other big projects. I mean, it was revealed there's going to be fucking five Avatar movies. Which is insane, but right. whatever. Coming from a guy that hates franchises. I mean, James Cameron literally hates the MCU. Yeah. Yet he's creating a five-film franchise, whatever. I mean, that's James Cameron for you. I mean, for us, the important thing here, Nick, is is we know now what's happening with Star Wars movies, and it's it's not good. Yeah, I, you it's know, not we good at a... all. It's not good at all. I mean, we we, we brought this up. Uh, we mentioned the interview Kathleen Kennedy gave to MTV News during Star Wars Celebration, saying, "Yeah, there's going to be a bit of a pause." Nick and I are like, "Oh yeah, it might be a year, two years tops." Well, now we know. Three three years. Three years. Three so... fucking years. You you guys happy now? Are you angry fucks that 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 took enjoyment in Solo failing at the box office because you're like I'm not gonna go see this because I didn't agree with TLJ? Are you guys fucking happy now? Are you fucking happy now that we're now going to be in the the no man's land of Star Wars for the next three years after Rise of Skywalker? Does that make you feel like you accomplished something? 
Do you feel like you've made the world a better place now because Star Wars movies have been canceled until 2022? It's it's a hard thing to have to fucking fuck to, all to that, hear. man. Fuck like, all that cuz you knew you know there was going to be at least one more coming out in 2021, a standalone. Uh, oh, well look, we we heard from Iger that they had Star Wars all the way through 2020. Like that was still when they were doing yeah, this yeah, before I'm sorry, Solo. you're right. Yeah, it was going to be 2020. Yeah, like we knew that there was going to be it something. It's probably going to be that. It was honestly probably going to be the Tatooine or maybe even a Solo too. Yeah, exactly. Like we we heard about that canceled. You know, <laughs> essentially. I didn't go to Solo because I didn't like Last Jedi. Isn't that funny? It failed. Ha 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 ha! Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> fuck you, Kathleen. No, fuck you. And now, now we're in a position to where, and like we were saying with. You know, with Mando, like we're gonna have content. We're gonna have Mandalorian. We're gonna have Cassian show. We're gonna have Star Wars Resistance. I, I don't give a shit, They're, Nick. I want uh, fucking movies. I want standalone movies. Yeah, the Disney Plus stuff I think is gonna be fucking ace. Yeah, that's not the point. I think that shit's gonna be awesome. I'm here for the fucking movies. I've been here for the fucking movies since I was zero. True. I want the goddamn movies. I don't give a shit about the shows. Yeah, shows are great. Those are bonus to me, though. I want the fucking movies, and the fact that we're not going to get another one until 2022 is insane to me. It's insane to me. And the reaction from some people proves that Star Wars fans are all still fucking insane. I mean, we were getting shit like, oh, that's good news. Maybe they'll figure their shit out finally. And I just go like, you know what? If I wasn't trying to grow an audience... I'd fucking ban you. I'd block your ass, and I'd tell you're a fucking moron. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I've seen people out there saying that you know they're gonna run it into the ground even more. Like, I don't understand the mindset of these people out there. Hey, who dummies! Really... Do you guys ever hear of something called the MCU that put out 22 fucking movies in 11 yeah. years? Fuck off! Yeah, like get the I fuck almost... out of here with this fucking fatigue bullshit with Star Wars. It is a stupid conversation in this day and age when the mcu can put out three movies in one calendar year and they all make a killing get the fuck out of here with that fucking oversaturation fatigue bullshit that is bullshit now i will say this what i'm excited for and look the three-year layoff is going to suck, but Matt and I are going to be here on StarWarsTime.net through the whole thing. So you don't have to worry about that. We may call it Avatar Time at this point. Yeah, I know. So let's just run through the slate so you guys will know what well, we're Well, by the way, at. I mean, I left everything out outside of Star Wars and Avatar because these are their big holiday releases. But they, they also revealed that Indy 5 is coming out and yep. uh, some other bullshit. But, I mean, really— like I said, everyone interpreted differently. Here was my fucking title lead. Star Wars movies taking a three-year break. That's yeah. how I took it. Some people are like, oh, hey, we're getting more Star Wars movies. Now we know the dates. Hey, fuck you. What, what are you getting excited about? What do you mean we're getting... Everyone knows we're getting more Star Wars movies. I mean, you got to be a moron to, to, to think that that's news. The news to me was that they're taking a three-year-long-ass break. Yeah, so we have Rise of Skywalker, December 2019. December 2020, 
jerk off open. jerk off season like you Nothing. might as well stick your thumb up your ass in december because disney ain't putting shit out yeah, nothing that year. Then we have Avatar 2. Slated why, for, why, why, you're probably going to like, well, Matt, why is Disney so important? Uh, by the way, they own everything. Yeah, they, they literally own, own everything. Why do you think they're, they, they're, they're dictating the Avatar release cadence? Because they fucking own it now. Yeah, they own Avatar. They own fucking every Fox Marvel property that was out there. The so only Disney thing that they don't own is DC. The, the the December box office from now until the end of time. Yeah, until they decide to not make movies anymore, Disney owns it. So uh, Avatar 2 2021, the first new Star Wars December 2022. We don't have confirmation whether this is going to be Ryan or right. this so, is going so to be DB and David. Let's riff on this now, Nick. What, yeah. what are we getting here? Are, the, are these Ryans or DBs? To me, Ryan was announced first. Ryan was announced before TLJ right. came out. Before and they love TL- him. They love yeah. him. The they fans st- may hate him. Kathleen loves him. Everyone else, the studio loved him. Yeah, everybody loved to work with him. Even the actors, actresses, everybody involved loved Ryan. And Except I think Mark it's going to be him. Mark, yeah. I don't know. Mark put out a nice tweet to Ryan or tweet around TLJ recently. I saw something uh, out of his Twitter. But... So I said that I was kind of excited he here. He didn't so Photoshop Leia and Han and he did not do that. Lando <laughs> into it. He did not do that. But thanks, Mark. What what I'm excited about here is that you know people seem to be they they seem to be for some reason you know wanting something new out of Star Wars that isn't centered around the storyline that we already know. So we essentially have ten. Uh, almost 11 movies out now that are all centered around one storyline, the Skywalker saga, even the two standalone films that came out were still related to the Skywalker saga. Uh, in Rogue one solo solo. I would argue purposely avoided. I, I yeah. would, I would personally not include solo in that saga. Rogue one, 100%. Yeah, well, established canon, I'll put it that way. Because, like, having Maul come in with the crime syndicates, having Han Solo as your main character. Yeah, true the, enough. So I like, mean, it, do, it does fit in. I don't know if it's Skywalker Saga-ish. I mean, you could also yeah. make the same argument for Rogue One. Yeah, so what I think is going to happen here is this is this is Disney's relaunch of Star Wars. This is their, their relaunching of the franchise to say, look... We are now moving away from the Skywalkers. We've told fantastic stories that wrapped up with episode nine. And we already know that Ryan's trilogy is going to be completely disconnected from that. So this is their time to say, this is Star Wars now. New people, possibly new locations, new power, new everything. So right. anything that you knew previously is gone now. So, so knowing, is- knowing what you know about nut jobs, yeah. do you think it's smart leading with ryan stuff i think 2022 was such a long layoff that oh, man uh, come on uh, i mean the, i know the, like, these people uh, are like elephants i mean uh, star wars fans when they get pained i mean look look at me in the prequels i mean we're, we're talking 20 plus years i know and i'm but, still bitching about the shit but i think that there's there's a couple of things that work here like we have been saying since tlj came out and since the backlash started like episode nine could really turn that around completely like you mentioned previously fucking everybody hated empire strikes back when it came out originally but then 
people fell in love with it once we finally got the ending in Return of the Jedi. Like they saw the value of that film. They saw how it was that storyline was needed to tell the story that was out there. That so like that kind of reversal of of you know perception around TLJ is still possible once Rise of Skywalker comes out. So I think that there could be a redemption in for Ryan. Also, having him run this is not that bad because he, regardless of what you think about the story that was told in The Last Jedi, the cinematography and the and the filmmaking of that movie was fantastic. Like, it was so well done that if you allow him to take on a Star Wars project that is completely his own with his own story, with his own characters, I think he's going to kill it. He's going to knock yeah, it out of the park. I do too, but there's there and even my guy, the stunt guy. Love him. I mean, I mean, he's a guy that talked me into go to Star Wars Celebration 2 dressed up like a Jedi asshole. He still to this day thinks Ryan Johnson's a bozo, thinks his work is garbage, and has literally said to me the reason they're doing this release cadence is so they can reevaluate and readjust Ryan's story if it sucks in between movies. Wow. And I, mean, and I think that is going to be the mindset of everyone that disliked TLJ. And that's why I asked you, like, do you think it's safe to lead with Ryan? I think it is because he's so I goddamn still do. polarizing I still do. to the morons. And sorry, I guys, but I, I don't. I don't buy into your hate for Ryan's work. I think it's nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing to you know disagree with storylines that were told right. and exactly don't like something, but people literally take it to the next level with Ryan, and it, it's odd. Yeah. So if you're not willing to do it with George, then you don't have the right to do it with but Ryan. But like here, here's the thing that I want to point out is like there there will literally be nothing for them to hate within this new within this trilogy other than Ryan himself, and if that's what they're going to focus on. Then you that, know that's that's my point, brother. That's how ridiculous some fans are now. I mean, that's all I'm saying is like, yeah, I mean, they're just they're they're they're. I mean, like other aspects or even politics in life, it just you will not convince people with TLJ. It's that polarizing of a movie now that those that hated it will always hate it, and they will hate him for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I mean, you're right. So they will never think he can do anything Star Wars righteousness, I'm telling you. And then also, so the other, like, aside from it being a complete reboot and having, I think the trailer is going to be the big thing. Once it comes out and people see the trailer, what I, I think if the trailer is knockout, like we saw with TFA and we saw with Rise of Skywalker, then people will probably forget about it. They'll Dude, be I'll like, tell you right now, this, at this point, like... It's so spaced out. I mean, when when the when the fucker the Got Bros or Ryan gonna do their trilogy? I mean, it's like yeah. Th- so this, that's what I was gonna say. Release though. schedule is so fucking moronic to me. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say though. Is like if if we are doing Ryan trilogy all the way through to twenty twenty six, then that means the Game of Thrones guys, DB and David. They right. have their own stuff coming We're out talking after 2026. The, to, to the late 2030s, which is yeah. insane. And, and, and Nick, I'm telling you, and Iger has said as much, they are now scared to release more than one Star Wars movie a year because of the fucking solo fail. Yeah, I mean... And that's, that's why they're taking this two-year time jump and subbing avatars in the odd the, the, the odd years. Yeah, but I, I what I would like to see, though, is if they... I mean, they're never going to not 
you know, the avatars are going to be there. So, but what I want to see is if Ryan's first move, if this is Ryan, we don't know if it's Ryan. We're speculating that it's Ryan because he was the first one announced. But if it's Ryan first and say Star Wars, whatever, 2022 comes out and it fucking kills, what do they do? Because they can adjust from there. They like, bump an Avatar 3 from their December spot. I mean, dude, th- this is set in stone. Disney, I mean, listen. They've already shown us they will not move a December movie, right? Yeah, even if it's Mary fucking Poppins. Exactly, Nick. <laughs> I mean, that's Iger said as much. I did not delay Solo when I probably should have because of Mary fucking Poppins. Yeah. Mary owned the December release. Solo wasn't getting it. And that's where they fucked up. And it's just it's mind-boggling to me that they're going to let that one movie based on shitty decision-making and troll bullshit, they're now going to stick to this nonsense schedule, in my opinion, for Star Wars movie rollout. I think this is a fucking travesty. Yeah. This is a travesty. I feel like we're right back in 2005 where we don't know when anything's coming out again. Yes, we have dates, but whatever. This is bullshit. Yeah, I mean... I'm sorry, I'm probably angrier (laughs) than some of you other people, but this to me is happy horse shit. It's a response to nonsense. It's a response to greediness on their part and a response to shitheads. No, yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. You know, all of this has come down because of bad decision-making. You you cannot tell me, you absolutely cannot tell me that there's such thing as Star Wars fatigue when you can literally start a 22-film saga with fucking Iron Man. I mean, everyone, yeah, these days you think Iron Man's fantastic. Go back to 2000 or 2007, 2008 when they announced Iron Man's coming out and tell me you didn't roll your fucking eyes. Iron Man? Are you kidding me? And look what that fucking turned into. Literally, we we had an MCU in March, an MCU in April, and now we're going to have a fucking MCU in July. That close together, and they've all fucking... I mean, Endgame, in my opinion, is going to knock down Avatar. It's already taken out Titanic. I mean, it's in, it's on an insane money-making run. Yep. Captain Marvel made a fucking ton of money. Far From Home's going to make a ton of money. I, I just have a hard time believing that uh, two Star Wars movies released in the same year can't be successful. That is a... It's a joke. It's a cop-out. It's pussy shit. It's reacting to fucking trolls. And I hate that. It, it to me, it's just, it's it's no different than Disney firing James Gunn over troll bullshit. It's knee jerk, fucking nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I I will say this that I I think that there's wiggle room. I know that like right now it doesn't look like it because they've laid their cards out on the table. Like they can shift shit. Like they can. Uh, that's if why they, Nick's a Jedi. I mean, this this yeah. guy he's a very optimistic young man. <laughs> I'm a glass half empty pessimistic asshole. Yeah, like they can and look, you know, we're looking at December releases God here. Damn it, I did, I'm fucking, I'm sweating. I'm so angry <laughs> at this shit. Like I, re- I'm genuinely upset at this news. But if we if we look at the possibilities around movie release schedules and how things can change, I mean, like I said, if you know, say 2022 comes around 
and we get Ryan's first movie and it knocks it out the park. What they can do is like they won't accelerate it a ton, but what they could do is they could move 2024's movie from December to to summer. They can move it back to summer. Ooh, Nick, now we the can, well, we can't we, we won't make a billion dollars a film if we release two Star Wars movies in the same year. <laughs> but that's what I but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be 2022 2023 it would be 2022 December 2024 summer so you would move that one up by 6 months and then you could have your next one come out a year later if it, if it, if that one kills too you could go one year and have the next one come out summer 2025 i, I think you're you're living a pipe dream i'm trying to stay you know, optimistic because I, think I really gonna, do I think, think they're. I, I really think they're committed to this schedule, and I think it's a joke. I really do think that they could they could shift though. If it drops a billion dollars again, like if, if it comes back, Rise of Skywalker ends on a billion, you know, and then this new movie comes out and makes a billion, they will they will re kind of think their they'll rethink their whole approach. Here. I mean, also, who the, who the fuck needs five Avatar movies? I don't know, not me. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Oh, I I loved Avatar, but um, I'm I'm going like it's literally been ten years since the first movie. I I don't even give a fuck. It's very true. He's literally taken so long that I could, the the first movie should literally just be it. I feel yeah. like at this point, all you can do is is water down the franchise, and that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know what the logical follow up is. The after fuck the first are five movie. Avatars? I mean, where where the fuck can you even go? Yeah, I guess we'll find out. But one other thing I want to bring up is we were talking about, God, you know, one or the other. If this is Ryan's trilogy in 2022, where are DB and David's movies going to end up? And the same could be said if it's the if it's David and DB coming out in 2022, where's Ryan? Disney Plus is still here. Like, and I know that Iger said initially. Uh, I'm not putting any movies on there. <laughs> I know he said for that for the the time being, but I really do think that that Game of Thrones, you know, the the guys behind Game of Thrones, they're used to making massive oh, productions. So you, you think for they're television. going? You think they're they're, they're set for a TV? I thought so initially yeah. because they well kill, they, did, mean, they did reveal it as a trilogy though, didn't they? No, they said series of films. They said a the Game of Thrones that would you, know, would you call crazy. Game of Thrones films though? No, but I do think that that they would do a film anthology if they were to go out on Disney Plus because this is because Game of Thrones is written as a series. I don't think if you're gonna do it, you would do it as a series of movies, but they wouldn't be episodic like like Game of Thrones is. You know, it would be a little different. Like I just yeah, I like know. it's hard to understand. It's hard. To I guess explain, it, it is but... all up in the air. But I, I initially took it as they're getting a trilogy of cinema movie. Like yeah, I mean now, but you, like you said, now we would be into mid twenty thirty by the time I'll be third dead movie by then. I mean, I, at this point, <laughs> look at this schedule. I, I don't think there's a shot in hell I'm going to see Star War, new Star Wars three in twenty twenty six. I mean, I'll be I'll be damn near halfway to fifty at that point. Yeah, so what? <laughs> that that just makes me want to jump off a cliff even saying it. Yeah, halfway I mean, to fifty. It's it's a, it's a while away, but I mean, God, you know, this is depressing. Like, I don't know how any Star Wars fan took this news positively this week. I don't. And there was a lot of people like, "Hey, yay, yeah. more Star Wars movies are coming out." Well, no shit. 
You really think Disney's going to spend four bill and just stop after making five movies? Yeah. What are you, I a mean, fucking I, moron? I, I, so th- the only thing that I don't want to happen here is that, is that Star Wars becomes the, the Disney Plus thing. Like no, they, no, they, no, uh, no, don't do it. No, no, <laughs> you're right. No. I mean, Star Wars deserves the theater. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you Mando. I'll give you casting. Great. Those make perfect sense for movies. That, that's that's it. I want I want real. I'm sorry. That, that makes sense for a TV series. I want fucking movies. That's why we all got into it in the first place. Not because of TV shows. Not because of holiday specials. Not because of animated holiday specials. Those all came. Disney Plus all came because of the fucking movies. Yeah. Right? So. Everything we talk about Star Wars came from live action, 1970s, early 80s, old school cinematography made movies. Yeah. So... The way that I'm looking at this right now is that we'll have one of the trilogies come out in the theater. And I really do think that, and I don't want to see it like, you know, I don't want to see it play out like that, but I really do think that David and DB stuff's going to end up going to Disney plus and whether that be as a series of movies or as they're doing with the last season of game of Thrones, I mean, will have- probably have to die for them to be movies on Disney plus. Yeah. I mean he's he was very upfront and open about no. We have zero plans for that. Yes, that could all be fucking CEO speak. Uh but I do believe they're gonna reserve Disney Plus for long form television. Yeah. And here's the thing though. If this is split like this and both of these guys, you know, if Ryan's trilogy and then D B and David's series are both gonna be theatrical releases, then we're not going to find out about one of them until probably 2025. Oh, my God. Just kill me now. I, I, but, I can't even comprehend what we're talking about. We're literally talking about not having another Star Wars movie for three fucking years. I know. It's odd to just contemplate that considering. Uh, I mean, since 2015, we've at least had a Star Wars movie every year for four years straight. Yeah. You could say we're, we've been spoiled, but in this day and age, I don't think we should have to wait three ass years. That's insane to me, man. I mean, that that is, it's mind-boggling Yeah, that we've I mean, got to this point, and it, I do believe 100% it's backlash from TLJ and Solo, and that makes me sick. Yeah. That they would, they would, they would bend the knee to fuck-offs and bad business decisions. I mean, mean, give me a break, Disney. You still made money on the fucking movie. Write it off as a a blunder. Don't change your goddamn strategies. I mean, fuck. Really? Are we really kowtowing to social media fucks now? I don't know, Billion, trillion-dollar companies kowtowing the bullshit? I mean, fuck you. Fuck you, Bob. Fuck you, Kathy. <laughs> Fuck everyone. Uh, whoever was in this high-level meeting at Lucasfilm and Disney, you all suck. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a tough three years, but 
We'll hang in there. We'll have content. We'll have Disney Plus. And and when Nick's using we, he's talking about the little mouse in his pocket. Because <laughs> I honestly don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it. Matt's gonna be on a three year bender. Right. We'll have the podcast. He'll be yeah. incoherent. Yeah. We, we we may have to fucking delete the site and everything because I don't know if I can support being a Star Wars fan with a three year absence. In my mind only due to negative fan reaction and bad business decisions. Yeah. But to me again, fuck the fan reaction. That's bullshit. Bad bad business decision. You still made money. You didn't make as much money. Get over yourself. Yeah. Get over yourself, Disney. I mean, let's Yes, just... Star Wars movies should make a billion. But they're not a fucking ATM. They're not a license to print money. You you might not make as much as you think every now and then. Yeah. But you you lost that money because you were greedy, dumb fucks. You weren't reading the tea leaves. And for some reason, you thought Mary Poppins would be a bigger draw than a Star Wars movie. I mean, we were saying for months months leading up to Solo, like, why haven't they? Why, why, why? Yeah, I know, right? We're like, why, why, why? And that, and when we found out why, it was just like, you know what? There really are a bunch of fucking bozos running Disney. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad move. Who the fuck sits there and goes, you know what? You know what, guys? You know, remember that movie we made way back in the fucking fifties or sixties with this lady who floats on an umbrella? Let's make a modern sequel and we'll, let's give it the Star Wars slot in December. Yeah, yeah, and look. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, they're going to make it. What did Mary Poppins make, Nick? Mary Poppins in the Star Wars slot didn't even make as much as Solo. It made oh! $349 yeah. million worldwide. Hey, hey, Bob, eat a dick. Eat my <laughs> dirty dick. I mean, get the fuck out of here. How's this guy running a company? I don't know, man. This is definitely not... Not Do I give a shit talking the, shit on all these people? No, because no one's going to listen to us anyways. I could fucking talk shit against anybody. No one's going to hear it. They're never <laughs> going to give us a time of day anyways. I mean, what the fuck are we talking about? We sacrificed a, a Star Wars movie so Mary Poppins 2 could make $300 million? Yep. That's how, that's how it went. It wasn't even number one in its weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> it now, I'm just even angrier now. Yeah, it was. All right. All right, man. Let's wrap well, it up. Yeah. I, 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 like, I, I've got so much <laughs> fucking hate flowing through me right now. You could call me Darth Maul. <laughs> Fuck. $300 million for Mary Poppins so Solo could die. Fuck. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Ray. You give me the inner peace and calmness that I need to end this cast. I appreciate you, even though most idiots don't and think you're too OP. I think you're awesome, and I love you. All right, man. Well, hey, it, it, it honestly, it's been a fun cast. I mean, we, we covered some fantastic stuff. Uh, I'm sorry that last piece, I got a little negative, got a little explicit. That's how I roll. I'm just, I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. That's why I'm the Sith, right? I, I can't contain my emotions. Nick clearly can. 
he's going to be all right. But I know deep down he's not excited about this shit either. You know, he's right. just, he's he's putting on the happy face because that's what Nick does. Someone in this partnership has to be positive, or we'd probably at the end of every cast want to slit our throats. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's the negative energy I bring to most discussions in life. I apologize for it, but I choose to live glass half empty, even more so when it comes to my passions, including Star Wars. But in the end, great cast, fantastic Star Wars art shared, some toys to think about if you want to get into it. Uh, I mean, obviously, the mega spoilers for Episode Nine. if you want to check that stuff out. And you know where you can find all of it, my friends. And if you don't, go fuck yourself. Yes, I'm still in that kind of mood. But <laughs> StarWarsTime.net, that's where you're going to get it. StarWarsTime.net. There's always time for Star Wars Time. You can't forget that lyric. Sing it. Right? I sang it on the last cast when Nick disappeared because of the lightning. There's always time for Star Wars time. There's always time for Star Wars time. Yay! See? It's a fantastic song. Get it in your head. Let it live with you. Let it seep into your soul. StarWarsTime.net. That's where you can get links to subscribe to the podcast, which, by the way, is now on Spotify and TuneIn. You can also get it on YouTube, Google Play, iTunes. It's all over the motherfucking place. All over we just need you to subscribe to like leave ratings and reviews because trust us as angry as i sound i'm a softy when it comes down to life when it comes down to your support when it comes down to the comments you leave us it touches me we love it it's what keeps us going so keep that stuff coming people trust us how can we make this more interesting to you we've gotten comments you want to see our faces. We're going to think about that. I'm trying to sell Nick on it. We may have to start doing it. We may have to start showing the faces. We may have to start doing some YouTube live shit, maybe getting some comments going. If you guys think that's going to make things better and going to get you more into Star Wars time, let us know. We are doing this for fun, but we're also doing it with a goal to kind of you know get out there, make a name for ourselves. We want to be a destination that Star Wars fans want to come to and we can only get there with your help and obviously with our content so that's where you you people come in you can help us with this with the subs with the likes with the ratings with the reviews but more importantly you can help us by telling us what is good what is bad am i too much of an asshole do i swear too much i mean all that stuff comes into play so let us know all right we love you people until next time may the force be with you always Thank you.